Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I am your host, Diana Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me Dee because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. Some of you might be joining live, others have popped their emails in the stories and wherever I pop the box in to register for the replay. If you are wanting the replay and you're joining me live, I've just clicked record on an audio recording. So I'm not reposting this masterclass on my feed. I did want to keep it a little bit exclusive. However, if you have started watching it and you can't finish the whole masterclass, but you're loving the vibe, or you're like, oh my God, I want to watch this, but later, or you don't have time, just pop your email address in the comments for me, and I will be sure to send you an audio recording. So I am recording on through my mic, through my mic. So what are we covering today? I'm so, so excited. We're going to be talking about feminine habits and how to step out of the discipline energy or the hustle energy when it comes to achieving our goals and changing our habits. So I'm going to start deep diving a little bit into discussing how habits are formed in the first place, why we find change so hard because we do, or why we find it easy for a couple of weeks and then we begin to find it hard, but then also about how for women specifically, we can actually harness our feminine energetics to make this process a little bit easier for more consistency, for longevity and for sustainable habits. So we're not consistently going up and down in whatever it is that we're doing or we're trying to achieve. And by up and down, I mean, we go all in for a couple of weeks, whether it's in our business. I'm going to use three examples, I think, for today, because otherwise it can get a little bit complex. So the examples that I might tune into or tap into will be around business they might be around wellness and they might be like so fitness and wellness looking after yourself all of that because i know that women are constantly trying to create new habits around their energy and their fitness and and their wellness i know that a lot of women that tune into my content are in business and might be trying to create new habits around productivity or to achieve success in their business and for the third example i might tap into or tune into the energy of trying to Um, alter things or create new habits in your relationships. So the way you interact with your children or your partners. So for anyone that's jumping in again, I just want to, or jumping in for a moment and then jumping off because they don't have time to watch the whole entire masterclass. I do want to say again, I am recording this on an audio recording. So through like a little mini private podcast. So if you do want the whole recording for the replay, Just make sure that you drop your email in the comments because I know sometimes we can't stay live for a whole masterclass on Instagram. So 
pop your email address below and I will be sure to send you the full recording in the next few days. So let's jump in. So the theme, the energy of today is how can we make habits feel more delicious? How, do we, how can we tap into a more sexy energy rather than a hustle or a discipline energy when it comes to achieving some form of success or a goal that we've got for ourselves? We can't go into this without first understanding how habits are formed in the first place and what habits actually are. So briefly, habits are behaviors that we have practiced consciously over a period of time, and it varies depending on what habit it is that we're forming, to the point that the action itself or the behavior itself has become unconscious to us. So our brains are really smart. Our minds are really smart. We are designed to be efficient human beings. And how I like to explain it is, let's say that the first time that you jump into a car and you start driving a car, the first time you are literally consciously thinking about every single little thing that you're doing from the brake, from tuning into the signs, from what lane you have to be in, everything takes a lot of effort. Now, if we needed this much effort every single time we stepped in the car, our brains would probably blow up. What happens over time though, is all of those little things that we're doing become subconscious habits. We start automatically being able to stop at a red light without even going consciously, okay, there's a red light there. We might even be talking to our friends on Bluetooth. We might be, I don't know, we shouldn't be doing too many things in the car aside from driving, but we might be thinking about something completely different. We might be thinking about an argument we just had with our partner or a conversation we had three weeks ago or what we have to do that day. Even though we're in the car driving, our consciousness is somewhere else. Our awareness is somewhere else. So the habits are formed after a certain period of time of repeating a specific behavior where the behavior becomes unconscious to us. And the crazy, things is, the crazy thing is, is that 95% of our behaviors are actually, um, are actually subconscious. So we no longer actually have to think about them. Everything from how we brush our teeth, think about your morning routine and just scan it through and think about how many things from when you're pouring the coffee or all those little things that you do, all your little quirks from how you put your slippers on or how your face routine. Think about where your awareness is when you're doing those actions. The awareness normally isn't with the particular behavior because you've done it so many times. So why do we then want to change our habits? So first of all, let's just make sure that we understand that habits and the way that our conscious and subconscious mind interact and how we form habits is very, very important. Because if we didn't have the ability to do that, we would not be efficient human beings. We would not be able to do half of the things, more than half, 95% of the things that we do today without literally taking up all of our energetic, uh, energy, energetic energy, right? We would be having to be consciously aware of every single move that we're making, which is just not sustainable. So it's great. Habits are fantastic. However, why we might want to change our habits is when we begin to review our life and want to begin to make some changes. So if we are, for example, wanting to achieve a new level of fitness, if we're wanting to change the way that we're eating, if we are, for example, wanting to um, change the way we interact or communicate with our partner, maybe we want to be less reactive um, and more conscious in our relationship. Maybe we want to, I don't know, practice, you know, um, other forms of disciplining our children, softer discipline, 
whatever it is, right? Or in our business, perhaps we want to spend less time consuming content as much as we do on Instagram. Like social media um, is absolutely a habit as well and how we use social media. It's so unconscious until we get those little reports where, oh, our use has gone up by, you know, 18% or look how many hours we've spent, you know, scrolling the gram. And we're like, holy shit, I didn't even realize that I was doing that because it's subconscious because our fingers just go to that button, to that, to that app, right? And we just start and then we're just in that world. So maybe perhaps in your business, the habit might be, well, I want to spend less time consuming content and more time creating content for my business. What happens? Why is it so hard? right? So where we begin to have this desire to change comes from some form, some little spark within us, some motivation that wants, like sees a high standard for ourselves, sees a different vision for our future. And we go, cool, that sounds really great. That's doable. I can do that. But then we, when we start and we might feel motivated and that motivation fuels the behavior change for a little while. So you know, we're, we're making this unconscious, this subconscious behavior conscious. We're actively participating and trying to change the behavior. And then say a couple of days or a couple of weeks later, why do we find it so hard to sustain that or to stay consistent in that? Why do we fall back? This often happens when we're trying to start, especially for women. And I will address why, because there are so many underlying factors into this when we're trying to change our wellness routine or our fitness routine. Perhaps we're trying to up the amount of days we are gonna hop on over to the gym. Perhaps we're trying to wake up earlier, join the 5 a.m. club or the 6 a.m. club or whatever it is. Um, This is a really common one in this space because we start going to the gym for a couple of weeks until that discomfort builds and we don't reach a level or time enough for that behavior to have been repeated enough times for it to become an automatic process, the hard builds up, the discipline feels excruciating and painful. And we think, why the hell did I set this goal for myself in the future? And then what happens is we begin to create stories as to why that habit or why we we begin to try to validate the reasons for why that habit or that behavior change isn't really necessary. I don't know if you found yourself doing this. Let's stick with the example again. Like I don't want to use a hundred different examples in every area of this masterclass, but let's use that example of creating new fitness or wellness habits. You're in the fitness and wellness habit. You've been going to the gym consistently for five days a week. And then two weeks later, you're just finding that your body's hurting. You're feeling exhausted and you are starting to really lack that motivation, that spark every day that you go to the gym, it starts to feel hard, not as exciting as it was. Maybe you're not seeing results. This is another thing. You're not seeing the results as quickly as you wanted to see. And then all of a sudden you're just like, wow, what starts to happen is you start going, you know what? Why am I here? I should be with my kids. Or I could be doing this and that with my time, or I could be focusing on my business, or you know what, my time would be much well better spent doing so-and-so, or who am I to be going to the gym five days a week anyway? This is ridiculous. No like mothers or business owners have the time to do that. You start validating and you start creating reasons for why this habit was ridiculous in the first place. But I'm gonna tell you what's actually happening. And I've used this analogy many, many times before. But your subconscious mind is like the CEO or likes to think it's the CEO of 
you, right? It likes to run the show. Because it's practiced and created all these automatic processes. Imagine that you were a CEO of a company and you've got all of your ducks in a row. You've got all of the processes there. Everything is flowing. You've got your systems in place. And all of a sudden, a new colleague comes in and goes, you know what? That's not working. That's not working. That's not working. Let's just try to change a few things. Now, as a CEO of a company, you can't just go, no, we're not doing that. You have to be somewhat receptive. You have to you know, at least entertain the idea of a change. So you do. And that's where your subconscious mind kind of goes, okay, yeah, possibly. But then what it's going to do over time, because it doesn't like that change and it likes to run the show. And the reason why it likes to do that is because it's, its job is efficiency and learning anything new is going to be inefficient, right? It's just taking up too much energy. It's taking up too much consciousness. The subconscious mind is going to go, hey, this isn't efficient. And... This is potentially dangerous because another reason why we store processes and programs in our subconscious mind is to preserve and protect us. We often hear the word self-sabotage when it comes to habits or making change. And I actually like the term self-preservation more because nothing about our human existence is designed to hurt ourselves. We're not designed that way. We're designed for survival. We might not be designed for thriving necessarily, From there, we actually have to elevate our mindset and do that consciousness work and tap into our spirit and our soul and our consciousness. But our brain and how our subconscious mind and conscious mind communicate are there for preservation. Yeah. So our subconscious mind is creating these processes and these systems to protect us. It's going to stick to habits that it knows are not dangerous. They might not help you thrive. They might not feel good at all. Right. Because it doesn't feel good to potentially be eating shitty food or not moving your body or not being productive and spending hours on the scroll. But your subconscious mind has also tested these processes and knows that, you know what, this is where you're comfortable. This is your zone of familiarity. This is where it's safe for you to hang out without you hurting yourself. And and, and this is why when we begin to step into consciousness and try to create those changes, to this, because they feel uncomfortable, because they feel new, they feel inefficient and they feel new. Therefore, they feel unknown, unfamiliar, strange. And this is where the subconscious mind is going to do tricky things like that to self-preserve you because it doesn't actually know what the outcome will be in four, five, six weeks, months or years time for you practicing this new habit. Hasn't been trialed and tested for long enough. So when we're thinking about habit creation, I guess the key thing is consistency and longevity of repeating that behavior over time, you will get that over that hurdle of the subconscious mind resisting that new habit to where it becomes normalized and your nervous system feels quite safe in that new habit and your life feels like, oh, you know, why wasn't I always doing this? But how do we get past that hurdle of the subconscious mind creating a lot of resistance for you because it doesn't like the changes that you're creating in the conscious, um, with the conscious mind, right? In your consciousness, in your awareness, even though you know consciously that these new habits are going to benefit your business, is going to benefit your wellness, is going to benefit your relationships, your subconscious mind doesn't know that. So how do we get it over that hurdle of resistance? Because to be honest, we don't, you know, there's been so much research around how long it takes to form a habit, 14 days, 28 days, a year. 
It really depends on the habit. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on your past trauma as well, your wounding, your nervous system, where your edges are. So for every individual person and individual habit, it's very complex. It's not as simple as, well, you've got to do this for 28 days or you've got to do this for two months. For some people, it takes more than six years to form a habit. And then they have to do this underlying work of what is the fear around having this habit fully implemented? What might we be afraid of manifesting? Because then there is this innate fear of success that some women overlook as well. An example that I used on a recent podcast was, you know, especially if we're continuing on with the wellness uh, habits, for example, around looking and feeling your best, some women actually get to a point where they start seeing results in their body and start feeling more confident or sexy in their physical body, but actually then self-preserve because they have trauma from their childhood or their teenage years or their high school years where feeling sexy where they felt their sexiest the most confident actually meant sexual abuse or unwarranted attention from the opposite sex or whatever it may be. So at that point, again, your subconscious mind stores these little memories in these processes. There's going to be more resistance for you. So even if you get to a couple of months and you start seeing results, you might go, well, then why the fuck do I then self-sabotage and go backwards? You're not self-sabotaging. Your subconscious mind is always self preserving it's always trying to protect you so then there's this other layer of trauma healing checking in on your childhood checking in on is there any resistance or fear of actually succeeding and implementing this habit because it would actually mean that you achieve that goal or the dream that you have right there's that layer there's the layer of overcoming the resistance from the subconscious mind so then how do we do this when we don't know how long it's going to take how do we do this when we are facing you know, our past trauma or our conditioning or our beliefs or all of those things? How do we do that? So I'm here to tell you that there is a way to make it easier. And the answer for me has been tapping into my feminine energetics. So the essence of the feminine, which is not how we look at habits at all right now or how we look at success. When we're looking at, especially in self-development space, when we're looking at or like very much in the fitness space. When we look at habits or success or success habits, whatever it is, and creating success, it is very much a space for discipline, consistency, hustle, hard work, right? Which we also as women have been conditioned to see as the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? As the superior method to achieving anything, right? Hustle, 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 work, 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 make sure it feels painful. Without pain, there's no gain. I'm thinking of all of these quotes that come into your mind, right? We apply this mindset in business. We apply this mindset in wellness. We apply this mindset in relationships. We apply this mindset everywhere. It's part of our programming that things have to feel super, super hard all the time. And if they don't feel hard, it means we're not working hard enough. If we're not hustling enough, we're not working hard hard enough. I just reflect myself as a mother, like in motherhood, going to bed at night and feeling like if I'm not exhausted enough, have I done enough? Have I cleaned enough? Have I kept the home tidy enough? Have I done enough for my business, right? So it's this deep programming that we have to understand this conditioning around that success means we need to be in our masculine energy, our discipline, our structure, our consistency, our focus needs to be that all the things. And although... It is very important that we have some masculine energy 
or we're embodying some masculine energy when we are trying to achieve our goals, I'm here to tell you that you can still lead with a feminine and why that's actually going to be more beneficial for you in achieving your goals as a woman. So for majority of women, majority, most women have a feminine core essence. Now, how you know whether you do or not is a little bit tricky. And I would suggest jumping into one of my programs to really decipher that. But I'm going to say majority, if you're tuning in, if you were even attracted to this masterclass, you probably do have a feminine core. However, you're probably operating from your masculine because of the reasons that I've already mentioned. And when you're trying to achieve something, you're definitely leading with your masculine energy because you think the discipline, the consistency, the hard work, the hustle is going to get you there. I need to tell you that it's that it can get you there, but there is an easier way. And this is why some women make it through that kind of masculine energy and push past that kind of like peak point of resistance in the subconscious, but a lot of women don't. And that's where the yo-yo dieting comes in, the yo-yoing in their relationship, the yo-yoing effect in their business. And it leaves you feeling like the opposite of successful. It leaves you feeling like, am I lazy? What's wrong with me? Why am I not productive? Why can't I stay focused on what it is that I want to do? And we start to create all of these narratives that could not be far from the truth about ourselves. And it is because of the lack of the lack of tapping into who we truly are and how we're designed to operate that is leading to this result and leading to this yo-yo effect. So the way that I've been able to successfully implement habits from fitness to relationship habits to habits in my business and staying productive is actually by checking out, not completely out of the masculine energy, but choosing to lead more with my feminine. So the essence of the feminine is to receive, is pleasure, is flow, is fluidity. It's a much more, it's a much more receiving than a giving energy. So when we're creating habits and when we're forming habits and when we're trying to behave in a different way, we have to actually be in this energy of receiving the experience, receiving the process, rather than being focused on the end goal. So, okay, this is your first nugget. Your first nugget to canceling out the hustle. <clears throat> I'm going to have some water. The first nugget of canceling the masculine energy in how you're trying to achieve success and tapping into a more feminine energy is to tune in to to tune into receiving the process receiving the journey along the way whilst the masculine energy is very goal oriented orientated very end of the journey focused yeah we're pushing moving 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 you're still moving but as you're moving through the process of moving, you're receiving. Okay, I'm going to give you some examples and kind of decipher that a little bit more. I want to talk about, though, this main fundamental that I believe people miss or misinterpret or maybe um, focus on but don't implement very well when it comes to feminine energetics and success. The misconception, the misinterpretation or the way that you know, I see women doing it because I want to tackle this straight away. So we avoid it is that we go straight into thinking that to, to achieve something, it means meditating, journaling, doing meditation walks, doing some Reiki, energy clearing, all of that stuff. 
And although all of that, those beautiful practices are definitely, now I'm going to argue that meditating is probably less feminine than we think, depending on the type of meditation. Although those practices are beautiful and absolutely can be some feminine practices that you can incorporate, what you're actually doing is trying to use feminine practices to avoid the new habit creation. So that is still your subconscious mind creating new resistance for you. You're trying to actually avoid what needs to be done in order for you to stay congruent with what you want by using feminine practices, which is a little bit manipulating actually. And of course, the journaling, the vision boards, the meditating, the walking, walking meditations, the yin yoga practices, the energy cleaning, they are all fun. They're easy to do. And yes, this is where easy and ease and feminine all get lumped into one. But I'm going to tell you that if you're really wanting to achieve success, it's less about feminine practices and more about bringing feminine energetics into what you are already doing, into taking the action. So again, it's less about avoiding the action by doing other things that feel more fun and feminine to you and actually doing the process and taking those actions that you were doing in a more masculine energy before, but embodying a different energy doing them. So tuning into more of a feminine energy doing them. And I'm also going to say that doing those feminine practices and not actually taking the action that you need to take to stay congruent with the goal that you want to achieve doesn't feel very good. We trick ourselves into thinking it's good. But when we've spent three hours journaling, meditating, you know, essentially dancing and all of the things that we think are feminine, but we actually haven't moved, we haven't moved at all, it actually feels kind of yuck. There is an ick energy behind that. And we're manipulating ourselves into thinking that we're doing all the feminine things. I'm going to receive, I'm going to manifest when actually you're lying to yourself because what you're doing is you're in avoidance of unfamiliar instead of tapping into a more feminine energy, doing the action that's unfamiliar and creating that new habit. So people often see feminine energetics as going into too much of their feminine. This is like the common view of it all that I see in the online space and the self-development space. What feminine looks like to people is going too much in their feminine, in my opinion, so much so that they completely abandon any structure, they abandon taking actual action and they go into avoidance. And that avoidance of the action that needs to be taken, we're tricking ourselves as women thinking that all of these you know, beautiful fluffy practices are actually making us feel good because we're not moving. We're still not achieving. So how I see feminine energetics and habit creation and how you can start shifting from the energy of discipline and the energy of hustle into a more feminine energy is actually tuning into the energy of choice to begin with. When you think of discipline, you think of someone literally up your ass getting you to do the thing. And that person is you because there's no one else that's going to be doing that, right? There is a whip, there's get to work. You think of that PT yelling at you at the gym. There is, you know, if you said to yourself, you're going to wake up at 5 a.m., you're waking up at 5 a.m. 
it feels hard. Discipline feels like there is a punishment or a consequence awaiting for you if you do not do the thing. Now to the feminine core essence, this over time will feel like a huge energy leak. This over time will start to feel really hard. This over time will start to feel claustrophobic. Because of our cyclical and fluid nature, it's going to start feeling too restrictive, too claustrophobic, too uncomfortable and too hard. And what that does over time is it leads to a depletion of our nervous system, a depletion of our cortisol levels, um, messing with our hormones, messing with our cycles, and often leading to burnout. I'm going to say 100% of the time is going to lead to burnout. But what if we chose to lead or to tune into the energy of choice? So when we go to do the thing, instead of choosing discipline, like I have to do this, this is in my schedule, there's going to be a consequence if I don't, we begin to tune in to, wow, I get to choose this. What am I choosing for myself? So let's take the example of, let's take an example in business where maybe we have some admin work or some, I don't know, back of, back of business work that we have to do that we really hate doing. And if we relied on the discipline energy, we would be in the, in the energy of, we have to do this, it's in the schedule, it's non-negotiable, get it fucking done. But what if we lean into, what am I choosing for myself? And the mindset and the stories became, I'm choosing to play into my CEO energy this morning. I'm choosing to feel into what it feels like to run a successful business. I'm going to tune into those numbers that I'm receiving through my business, those women and men that are investing in me. I'm going to tune into, I'm going to get excited about running that accounting report or I'm going to get so excited about running that, writing up that delicious sales page because I get to create this beautiful program that's going to transform someone's life. I'm thinking specifically for the coaching industry right now. These are some of the examples. See how the energy begins to shift. What am I choosing? You have a choice. What if you gave yourself the choice? I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this admin work. I don't have to do this back of house process, back of business process, but I'm choosing it. Or ask yourself, what can I choose? How is this good for me? How can this feel good? How can I receive this more? How can I receive the pleasure, the fun, the joy in this more? How does this serve me? How does this better me? How does this reward me? How does this bring me pleasure? What gets to be fun here? What gets to be enjoyed here? How can I make this more fun for myself? How can I tune into how good this will feel for future me? How can I tune into how good this will feel for future me? So if it is, because motivation is something we cannot rely on. Motivation is so fleeting. It's going to depend on so many different things. But if we can tune into how we're going to feel if we get this thing done, we're tuning into receiving pleasure. Like what a boss ass bitch you're going to feel like when you finish that admin or that back of business operations task that you have to do that you're avoiding. What's the energy that you're going to feel? Can we tune into that now? 
Humans are so incredible at being able to embody any state that we want. You literally can have your own out-of-body experiences. You can pull any experience that you want to feel and through imagination, through visualization, through embodiment, you can tune into a completely different frequency. And I'm going to tell you why that's important because humans have something called the IRS, which is our internal representation system. And I want you to think of this. This is psychology. This isn't woo-woo stuff. I want you to think of this as a filter. I'm going to have another drink of water. My throat is getting scratchy. I want you to think of this as a filter, a filter that determines how you see the external world or what you're receiving from the external world. Because our brain receives a ridiculous amount of information, like ridiculous amount of information. I think the the, um, exact stats are like 10 or 11 million bits of information per second. If we were to receive all of that information, we would go absolutely nuts and have to process it. So instead, what our brain does is it filters the information that it thinks it's relevant based on our IRS, based on the filter, the setting that we've got set in our IRS. Now, the IRS is formed through our model of the world, our beliefs and the stories we have about ourselves, our world and others. So instead, we're going to process about 50 bits of information, depending on the brain. So how does your brain determine which information to process? It's your IRS. How does your IRS determine what it's going to allow the brain to process? It's your stories. It's the stories that you tell yourself. It's the beliefs that you have about a specific thing. So when we're forming a new habit, And our subconscious mind is already there trying to self-preserve and create that resistance and that friction between that new unfamiliar behavior. What do we need to tell ourselves? What beliefs do we need to have about this new habit to get us through, to help us see more in our environment that supports this new habit when our subconscious mind is going to be opposing it and debating it with narratives about why perhaps this habit is not necessary. Remember those stories I was saying before? Those little random excuses that your subconscious mind begins to create for you. You don't need this. You're a good this, or you're a good mom, or you're a good business owner. You don't need this, right? The only chance that we've got is by strengthening our IRS to have it set at at a model that suits our new goal, that suits our new vision. And to do that, we need to start tuning into why, tuning into why it's good, tuning into why it's fun, tuning into how this is a choice. We don't have to do this. No one's making us do this. I want to do this. I get to do this. And the more positive stories you create around this new habit that you're forming, the more you tune into future you, the more you channel what it, how good it's gonna feel, what you get to receive from fulfilling that habit today and just today and then just tomorrow and then just the day after that having that awareness the easier it's going to get for you to see more opportunities and see more evidence of why this habit is really great this is when you can actually begin to get over that hump that i was telling you about that that peak point of resistance this is where you have a chance to overcome that peak point of resistance against your subconscious mind. 
when you have those stories and that evidence that's reflected back to you through your IRS, that's going to allow you to see how actually, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy into that excuse or that little justification or validation as to why this might not be good for me. I know how good this really feels. I know what I get to receive. I know why this is a choice for me. And see how this becomes more of a feminine energy. When we begin to choose our habits versus being disciplined around our habits, it becomes a more feminine energy around that habit. We begin to engage in more of our feminine core essence. It's a mindset shift, but it's also a shift in the energy that we embody. And it's not just about, oh, I have to do this. It's about choosing this just as you would anything in life that brings you pleasure. When we choose that piece of chocolate, we know the pleasure that it's going to, it's going to bring. How can we choose that new habit or that new behavior and find and tune into the pleasure of receiving it? Part of this again goes back to being really anchored in the process and not being in a rush to achieve the result. Yeah. Masculine energy is focused on achieving the result results focused. When you're in your feminine achieving goals, you're like, how can I enjoy the fucking process of it all? Where can I? So for example, let's, I haven't used relationships yet. Let's just say one of your goals in your relationship is that you want to have less reactive conversations with your partner where you choose to actually try to understand his experience of an argument that you're having or a a miscommunication that you're having rather than just going in with your ego and your perception of the situation and like maybe you're used to like yelling over the top of him or reacting all of the time let's just say that was your goal right Obviously, when you begin to start practicing that goal, like I said, your subconscious mind is going to be like, wow, this is too vulnerable. This is what if, what if we don't get the result that we want? What if you are going to be left to feel rejected? What if you make a fool of yourself? Um, Because, you know, again, ego and subconscious mind working together to preserve yourself, right? And your existence. So what if, Rather than trying to be perfect and trying to be like, that's it. Like tomorrow, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to be. I'm going to be calm in an argument. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to begin to tune into what he might be experiencing and bringing more compassion and understanding. And like that just be it when it feels. And then when you're triggered in an argument and you just feel like, oh my God, no, like this really hurts. This is really uncomfortable. What if you, instead of being focused on, it has to be perfect tomorrow. And then when it's not, and you're overcome by your emotions and you react again, that you get really hard on yourself and tell yourself that you're just not going to be able to do this or conscious relationships are bullshit or all of the spiritual woo woo shit is crap. And it doesn't, you know, apply to the real world. What if instead you were like, wow, I just did that again, but this time I have more awareness around it. This time I just got to see really quickly as soon as I reacted that I reacted and you were able to reel in that conversation you were able to take ownership of that for the first time and go hang on a minute you know what I was really reactive just then I'm going to take a moment I'm going to take a breath because this is not how I wanted to behave in this conversation and let me try again what if that got to be the most expansive the most pleasurable the most enjoyable 
moment, right? And you're not there yet. You're not always not reactive. In fact, you might never always be. And this is the whole point of where I'm leading to, right? And what I'm going to wrap up with is the feminine essence being messier, being imperfect, being human and getting to actually like tune into the wow, the how fucking cool is it that I'm still evolving and that my awareness is expanding and that I get to be vulnerable and I still get to be messy, but I'm doing my best. And wow, look at my growth from last week to this week. And now next time it's going to take me even faster to like bring that awareness in until I literally stop reacting or going into a rage blackout in an argument. What if your energy just became less about it has to be perfect, it has to be done. Same with your body, right? If you're trying to achieve, and I truly believe that you can love where you are and still want to achieve more or better or push yourself or all of those things to like a better you or have a high standard for yourself. What if it stopped being about the end result or that picture you've seen on Instagram that you want to emulate and more about, wow, I'm fucking here moving my body Look at the progress from like last week. Look at my mindset. Look at how juicy this feels. And then also, wow, look at how I took a week off and I was still able to get back up the following week after being sick or just feeling unmotivated and jumping back in and like feeling really delicious in my body again. What if you got to anchor yourself and enjoy the fucking process and know that the journey is what makes the end destination of your goal even more fulfilling for you? right? So feminine, absolutely like ground yourself more in the present moment. Just be with where you're at and try to tune into what is good about this moment. What gets to be fun about this moment rather than being overly focused on your end goal, your end goal, your end goal. This then leads into consistency. So we need to start changing as women if we really want to be more feminine when it comes to our habits or embody more feminine energy, we need to start thinking differently about consistency because consistency looks different for women than it does for men. Consistency for women is going to rely on their cycles heavily, our hormones heavily, our seasons heavily, where we are at in our motherhood journeys, where we are in our relationship journeys, where we are in our career journeys. To embody your feminine and still be consistent is not to do the same thing every single day the same way. And if you skip a day, you punish yourself for it. That is not the feminine way to create habits. The feminine way of being consistent is actually tuning into the pleasure of choice and choosing as best you can for as consistently as you can until you can't actually tune into the pleasure of the habit because either your hormones are telling you to stop, your your body's telling you to stop, or you're being asked to surrender to a completely different experience right now that is might be out of alignment with your habit for the moment, for the moment. So I'm going to give you an example let's use, I'm trying to think, let's go into the example of business or building a business. This is something that I can relate to and maybe perhaps you might as well. Building a business in the first year of motherhood. 
fucking crazy shit. And I love the badass women that attempt or do this. This is something that I did for sure, but more so when my kids were both under two years of age. My consistency in the feminine looked more like I chose to work on my business when I could, when the time allowed, when my kids didn't need me, when I didn't feel resentful for, to, of my business for taking me away from such you know, young little kids that needed me still at home. And I got to choose my business with excitement, with joy, with pleasure. And then there were days that I had to, or even weeks, that I had to surrender to sickness or the needs of my children without the guilt. And not making the fact that I had to take a week or I had to take three days or I had to do whatever the fuck I had to do mean anything. That is what helped me get back into my business and in my business things and in my business flow sooner than punishing myself than being miserable in my motherhood, resenting you know, my kids or resenting my business or vice versa. Being in your feminine is understanding that for you, consistency looks different to the same habit every single day. And more so that you get to choose that habit every single day that it makes sense for you to choose that habit and you're not being asked to surrender to something else. That the universe isn't calling you to embrace a different present moment or to be in another experience. So this is so, so different. Such a different energy. So if we're talking about fitness, for example, it might not be that you're at the gym five days a week, every single day, every single week of the month. It might be that you're doing that for two or three weeks and then there is one week where you're there for a day because your hormones are different because maybe you're starting to feel like a little bit more anxiety. Maybe your body's starting to feel heavier and it's all to do with our cyclical nature. We do not have the same hormone profile as a male that can literally operate the same way from morning to night every single day. And women trying to operate in this non-cyclical way when we're forming our habits is so, so freaking unnatural. And that's what leads to burnout. And that's what then creates all of those narratives about who we are. We're lazy. We're inconsistent. We're not productive. When it's so, so far from the truth, we're just not tapping into the power of our cyclical nature and not understanding that consistency looks different for us. Consistency is less about discipline for us and more about choice. Choosing to receive the, the new habit that we're forming, the process that we're in, but also choosing to receive whatever we need to surrender to in every single moment of every single day. Being more fluid and not attaching the negative meanings because it's not the fact that we had to take a day off or three days off of our business or our fitness routine or whatever it is that we're working on. It's not that that's making us not consistent. It's our mindset around what we've made consistency to be. And it's unnatural that consistency for a woman looks the same as consistency looks like for a man who has a completely different makeup in energy, physiologically and energetically. And what I'm seeing is women, when we're trying to create success habits in our business and in our relationships and in our fitness and wellness, is we're doing it in a way that's not natural to us. And then going, what the fuck? Like, 
how am I always, or thank you, beautiful Emily. If you are loving this conversation and you've missed it, I said to the um, girls to drop your email address and I'll send you the audio recording um, because I won't be posting this live on my feed, but thanks so much. But we're doing this in an unnatural way, basically to who we are again, energetically and physiologically. So let's, for the last 10 minutes, I'm going to quickly wrap up and talk about what it means to be a cyclical woman, what that even means for us. Now, for some women, we don't have a cycle. Perhaps we're on birth control and this is not a conversation around, are we on birth control? Are we not? Blah, blah, blah. That's like a whole different ball game. We're not going in there today. It does not mean that energetically and naturally that you don't have that cyclical nature built within you and in your energetics. So if you don't have, this still can apply to you if you don't have, say, a 28-day cycle and you're not on hormonal contraception, you can follow moon cycles. You can tune in, right? If you don't want to tune into moon cycles, you can tune into your own cycle. Start journaling. When does my body or my energy start to shift through these different phases? So I'm going to talk about them in a hormonal way, like literally like a period way, like your period, your menstrual cycle way. But you can also tune in. You will have these seasons within you. They might just look different in terms of days um, or even months. Like your seasons might look different, but you will have to become more in tune, start journaling and tuning into when do these seasons apply for me. Okay. So I want to make that clear. It can be moon cycles. It can be self like tuning in, becoming more intuitive, journaling on where are these seasons for me? Because we all have these seasons. If not physiologically, then energetically. And we need to learn to play with them and tap into the power of them rather than trying to like go into battle with them to have more consistency when we're creating habits. So the first one is our follicular. And then depending on who you speak to, like the first one might be menstrual. I like to start like fresh at the top of your season, your follicular phase. So this is post-menstruation. This is your nine-ish days, nine-ish days where you have a surge of creative energy. So for other women that might have a longer cycle or a shorter cycle, these days might vary as well. So keep that in mind. This is where you begin to have a surge of more creative energy. Your energy begins to build after that real inward menstrual phase, right? This is where you will start having a little bit more motivation, a bit more excitement. You're going to tend to want a goal plan and goal set. You are definitely um, beginning to be more outward than inward with your energy but you're kind of still in the middle. So you're still super intuitive. You can channel a lot of really great ideas and all of the things. So if we're applying this to our, say, wellness goals, there are specific foods that are going to flourish this energy. There are specific workouts that are going to flourish this energy, right? It might be that this is time, a really great time for like hot girl walks and maybe starting to do a little bit more cardio, but not too much because you're just... You're a spring chicken, right? Rising, <laughs> rising out of the, the, the dark cave that was the menstrual cycle, right? You're not going too fast, but you're starting to be a little bit more. You're like the energy is building within you. There is excitement building within you. In your relationships, this is a beautiful time to maybe go on some dates or like do something that you wouldn't normally do, some spontaneous things. This is where your communication starts to improve a lot because during menstrual luteal phase, you might really struggle to communicate. Um, in business, this is, again, really great time to plan your marketing, review your goals, get excited about that masterclass. You know, this masterclass I planned um, through my follicular phase, like in the spring, right? I was like, oh, 
great. This is the idea that's been born. This is the, the issue that I'm seeing with women trying to create success habits. That's how it was born through this, through this moment, right? And I did all my planning there and I felt really excited. Then we're kind of moving into our ovulatory phase, which is a really high surge of energy. This is where our testosterone peaks. We are very outward energy. So this is a great time for you to be more social, like literally like with other people in your business. There might be the networking, the showing up. Um, if I wasn't say in my, and by the way, I'm pregnant, so I don't have this cycle. I just know my day. So I'm still moving through the same inner cycle energetically as I would even if I was still menstruating, right? Because I know when ovulation would have occurred. This is my ovulatory phase where I'm feeling like I can talk, right? Where I'm like, blah, 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 where I feel excited to be here, where I feel like I want to connect with people. In your social life or in your romantic life, again, this is where your communication is on point. This is where you can do the group things, especially if you're like an introvert. This is like the optimal time where your energy won't be zapped. If it is that you, this is a wellness goal, this is really great time for fresh fruits and veggies. Um, like you can do more of the salads and the smoothies and the colder food because your body's nice and hot and spicy. You can go out and do your cardio, your running, your hit, your F45 or whatever it is that you're into. This is the time for that because your energy is like peaking. You're on top of the world, girlfriend. And this is where we try to stay. So when we try to create habits, we forget that we can't be in this energy forever. When we climb to the top of the mountain, there's nowhere else to climb from there unless we start jumping off cliffs and falling, right? We need to start climbing down. We need to start replenishing and nurturing. So within that five-day window is where we want to be executing, where we want to be doing the big things in our like month or our season. Again, it doesn't have to be a month. You just have to know your seasons. And you can start doing that by journaling and understanding what's my energy like, getting curious about your body, what's happening internally and with my energy every single day to start seeing these seasons. If you don't want to call them follicular, call it um, spring. So the first one was spring. Ovulatory, call it summer, right? Literally those days when you're with your friends at the beach, drinking Coronas, whatever, (laughs) whatever it is. And you can spend the whole day socializing and being that outward energy. Your energy is high. You're feeling great in terms of like physically your actual face becomes more symmetrical biologically to become uh, more attractive to the opposite sex for the purpose of recreation. But you, what that might mean if you're not in the menstrual cycle, like hormonally, and you're more like following the moon cycles, you're just going to feel hotter. Literally, this is the only way that I can put it. You're just going to feel sexier. Okay. So if that includes that, if that means there are events that you need to go to a schedule during this season or that period of time, do it then. Then you're going into your ovulatory, uh, sorry, not ovulatory, your luteal phase, which is another nine-ish days approximately if you're following that 28-day cycle. Again, give or take, but also Moon cycles work in a 28-day cycle, but also, again, your own seasons can work in whatever days. This could be like a two-week period for you. You just have to tune in. So luteal phase, nine-ish days, this is where you begin to go inward. So you're packing up the beach bags. You're going back inside slowly. You're not fully hermit yet. You're still, you still, you're able to communicate, but I want you to know that your inner critic is a lot higher at this point. Your mindset Um, begins to change and a lot of 
A lot of what needs to come up subconsciously for you to work on potentially is coming up. You're, you're going to be more sensitive to the outward world. So you're going to be more easily triggered and your triggers are a beautiful mirror to what you need to work on from within, from your subconscious. That's your subconscious mind, like purging things or trying your body trying to help you become aware of things that you might want to process or deal with. So actually, when we're talking about this period of the cycle, we might look at it as a negative aspect if we're in our masculine energy. But from a feminine point of view, this is an opportunity for huge fucking expansion. If you allow this autumn, we'll call it, you know, after the summer, the autumn period, if we allow it to be the superpower that it is, this is an opportunity for you to expand your awareness because you will have more triggers, more things that the universe is trying to mirror back to you for you to look in within yourself. This is an opportunity for you to see your own shadows a lot easier as well. And if we can do that, we can transcend that. We can transcend that a lot faster. And how exciting is that? But most of us look at this season as something negative. We begin to lose our energy and we still try to punish ourselves with the discipline and consistency that we had before which would be still smashing it out the gym, still being, you know, working at the same level of work that we did before when it's going against our biology and it's going against our energetics. So of course we're going to burn out. So this is a time where we want to include a bit of self-care. If we're thinking wellness and fitness goals, this is where we begin to probably reduce, if not eliminate extreme cardio and start, you know, maybe lifting weights, going for walks, Pilates, slower movements, more time to nourish the body, more warmer foods. Yeah, this is the time where we might book in that massage, where we might shorten our workday if we can, where we might spend time with a smaller group of friends, but it's like super nourishing, deep conversations. Maybe this is the time where we're not going on like sexy, extravagant dates if we're in a relationship, but perhaps we're doing more essential, more intimate things like watching movies or a Netflix series, whatever it is. But our energy is shifting. And with that comes other beautiful things that we can tap into. It doesn't mean we abandon our habits. So if we have business goals, we just start operating in our business differently. So before in ovulation, we were networking, we were marketing, we were showing up live, we were doing masterclasses. Now we might be doing some of that admin work that might not require us to be so outward with our energy. We might be doing um, like some review, some CEO back of house things, some things that are just quiet cup of tea behind the desk. It doesn't mean that we stop serving our clients by any means. We're just trying to shift our work a little bit so our energy isn't being zapped. Yeah. In our relationship, we need to be open with the people around us about one, our boundaries. We're going to be easily fucking triggered during this time. And the more awareness that people have and the more strict we are with our boundaries, the less likely we are going to be reactive or angry or resentful towards the people around us. When our inner critic is high, when our triggers are like, we're more triggerable, if that's a word, right? So boundaries, communication, hey, I'm going to need a little bit more compassion right now, or I'm going to need a little bit more um, understanding if I go quiet or if I am hungry than usual and you notice I'm hangrier, please uh, forgive me for that. I'm going to be trying to be aware of that. So communication and boundaries is really important in relationship goals at this point. And again, I've already covered fitness like and wellness aspect of it all. If you have goals around that, really slowing down, 
Maybe you're still working out five days a week, but the workouts look fucking different. Because if you're gonna keep trying to build out, unless you're training for a triathlon, different story, I can't help you there. It's definitely not, you can't do that in a very feminine energy. And there's absolutely okay with that. That might be a masculine season for you. But if you are able to, the consistency here is going to be your ability, not your ability to keep going through the F45 or the high impact training or the high intensity training. The consistency is going to be in being okay with slowing down so you can pick that shit back up in follicular or the, the spring season and keep going and still have your energy and still feel fucking good in the choice that you're making, not like you're punishing yourself where you just want to quit three months, four months, three weeks down the track or after that eight week challenge. Yeah. So it becomes choice and you're getting to receive something different in every season. And lastly, menstrual phase or the winter, the inner winter. This is like usually a five day period, but again, it could be longer or shorter for you where you're really hyper, like you're really, really intuitive and you're really going inward now. Like you need some solidarity, you need some space, boundaries are high, extremely hard if you're a mom. I get you, sis, but get that support around you so you can have as much time to yourself to be with you. This is where you are closest to like spirit. If you're spiritual, um, this is where you're most connected with your soul if you allow yourself to be. But what most women do again is through the menstrual phases, they're trying to stay disciplined and consistent with those habits when actually what they're doing is going against their nature right now and everything feels really fucking hard. In fact, I'm going to say that during this period is where most women will give up on their habits and go back to something that they were doing before that wasn't in alignment with what they want to create instead of giving themselves some grace and tapping into the magic of what this period can actually give you. We've been conditioned to think menstrual winter slowing down is so fucking awful when it comes to success and it couldn't be further from the truth. If we just took that short period of time, if we can possibly stop fucking working, if we can possibly just stop exercising for a couple of days and actually just go for a walk or really slow yoga or yin practice, you will, your body, your soul, your energy will thank you for it. And the consistency will be in you getting back up after that cycle, after that period and feeling so refreshed, so motivated, so excited to keep going versus you entering your spring depleted going, wow, I just pushed through when all my hormones were at their lowest point, when my energy was at my lowest point, where I felt like I literally, like you will know, women will understand when I say this, it's like you're literally, um, what's the word? It's when you're in the simplest way, when you're not honoring yourself and it, it can feel really hurtful. And this is where we build up that rage inside ourselves. This is where we start to be really hard on ourselves. And we are entering this, the spring season, instead of feeling refreshed and revived and excited to continue building our habits, we're entering the season feeling really depleted. Um, possibly giving up on our habits, possibly allowing those excuses to validate why we shouldn't continue doing them anymore. So the, the, the essence of the feminine is choice. The essence of the feminine is tapping into our seasons, either our hormonal cyclical seasons, the moon cycle seasons, or just learning to track our own energy and giving ourselves these different seasons of the spring, the summer, the autumn and the winter and also being able to surrender to the seasons of life whatever that may bring you and tapping into 
receiving the lessons, receiving the learnings, receiving the experience that was given to you rather than being in your masculine and trying to like override that season and pretending like it's not there and trying to keep going with your habits. And then when you're not able to do that or like stay consistent because of whatever's happening in your life, whether it's in motherhood or in your family or in your business or whatever the the universe is like dropped into your lap to surrender and receive you become resentful and you become you start to create all of these excuses and you validate why this habit was a dumb idea to begin with right and you go back to square one so again just to recoup and if anyone wants the replay of this just drop your emails below and i will send you the the potty recording because we're at the end now but because i'm not posting this as a live on ig embracing your seasons understanding that your your cyclical nature tapping into the power of choice versus discipline is going to be so 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 key to completely revamp how you look at habit creation and how you look at success it gets to feel good if you get to receive the process versus being so angle orientated and being able to surrender more to what happens throughout your journey towards that end goal if you can be more receptive if you can be more open if you can stay in your feminine you are going to have the energy to create your own version of consistency, which might not mean every single day you're doing the same thing every single day, but over time, you're going to look back and go, wow, I fucking did that. I created that. I was able to stay in the energy of that or focused on that goal while still allowing life to happen around me and whilst allowing myself to be a feminine being. And no, 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 we're not checking out. We're not going into avoidance. We're not meditating and journaling. And I mean, you can do those things or creating vision boards to uh, vision boards to avoid the actions. We're just being kinder to our feminine core essence when we are performing the new actions, when we're attempting to make those new behaviors a habit for us by tuning into the power of the choice that we're making for ourselves and how good it gets to feel and how amazing it's going to be for the future us versus that we have to do this it's in our schedule blah 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 so i think that's all that i had on this topic i hope that you've loved the riff i've gone just over an hour now i think so i'm going to shut up if you are wanting to know what's happening in my world at the moment or what you can jump into heel girl summer is definitely going to be the the place you want to be my signature six week group program we are going to be doing a lot of the healing and the feminine embodiment work in this program is going to help you have the ultimate summer glow up but from the inside out so physically emotionally spiritually we're doing all the things and all through the lens of feminine embodiment there's also going to be a lot of um trauma healing, childhood, mother, father, wound healing through that as well. So if you're looking for a group, beautiful container to end the year with, so you start the new year in high vibe, Heal Girl Summer is amazing. So just DM me or have a look in the link in my bio for all the details. We're starting next week, so not a lot of time left. I do have some, I have some very small short term packages for one-on-one coaching available at the moment just for the rest of this year. Otherwise, we're looking at securing mentorships and packages for 2023 now, which is super exciting. So DM me for that. And I will be launching a new and exciting program called Feminine Expansion starting January next year. It's going to be 
all things how to tap into expansion and the evolution of you through feminine energetics so it's kind of like the next level to heal girl summer which is going to be super super exciting so look out for that anywho i hope you've enjoyed this i hope it's landed well i would love to hear from you about your takeaways anything that you want to ask me any more questions about i'm so open to having a chat in the dms i will leave you there my loves don't forget to drop your email or just dm me your email if you want the replay i'll pop a little pop up in my stories in a sec as well Mwah. love you bye before you go i need to say thank you so much for tuning in today i know that if you listen to my podcast that you are my human and i love to connect with my soul sisters business besties align business babes on social so send me a dm with any mindset business or wellness questions because my inbox is so open to you i also read each of your reviews personally and love to personally thank you so please screenshot them and dm me or email them to hello at hersoulfulsuccess.com I will personally thank you and send you a copy of my 30 days of journal prompts. Also, if you haven't already, follow my podcast Insta. The link is in my bio so you can stay up to date with all the potty goss and tag your girlfriends because you know that friends that listen to podcasts together stay together. Or is that not a thing? I don't know. But every time you share this podcast with someone, you are really helping me help more women live a soulfully successful life. And I appreciate you for that. Love, love, love you. And I'll catch you in the next episode.